Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to worship this day. You know, you all may not know it, but this is Back to Church Sunday. Did you all know that? Um, it is Back to Church Sunday. And we had hoped on this Sunday that we would be able to um, um, make it safe for anybody and everybody who wanted to be here in person, but it hasn't quite worked out that way. And so we still have many folks who are worshiping with us online. And um, as I've been saying throughout the pandemic, um, just because you're not here does not mean you're not participating in worship. And so we are so glad that uh, you are here this Sunday as we, um, as we seek to uh, refocus um, our attention on the important things in life, to refocus our attention on Jesus and to reset our direction. And so I invite you uh, to be joining us for the next three weeks as, as we talk about what it means to be a follower of Jesus, to be an apprentice of Jesus. Um, and in fact, uh, I want to let you know that um, in a couple of weeks, we will be beginning an all-church um, um, small group opportunity, study opportunity called a Disciple Path. And, and so you'll hear a little bit more about this. I want to invite you to... Um, to, to plan on participating in this. And in fact, if you're interested, it's a five-week study uh, about being a disciple of Jesus, helping us to understand our Methodist heritage as well as going deeper in our relationship with Jesus. And so I invite you as you fill out the attendance sheets today, if you're interested, if you're, uh, if you're interested in participating in a small group, please write that on the back. If you're interested in hosting one, also write that on the back or give me a call. We've got, I think, three right now that um, are signed up to be hosted. And you, as I said, you'll be hearing more information about that. Uh, you'll be invited to place your attendance and, and you're offering your tithe in the offering plate as you leave today. But I want to invite you to do those couple of things. Let's see. I also, for some reason I have these up here. Oh, yeah. Um, I just want to thank you all for your response. There's still, uh, there's a couple of boxes that have um, bags in them which have a list of items that can be uh, purchased. Um, these are items that are for the Festival of Sharing Weekend, which is October 2nd. Thank you. Um, that we'll be uh, distributing these to uh, local people. Uh, uh, to local charities and so here's what happens you get you get one that looks like this and you bring back ones that look like this um, and I think we had 50 of these and um, it looks like we've collected um, 60 70 at least of those so thank you for your response it's not too late to pick up an empty one and fill it up and bring it back and so I invite you uh, to do that this day um, for those who are worshiping online, I want to encourage you to um, engage each other. Um, let us know that you're there. Say hello. Be sure to say hello to Kelsey. Um, she, she gets lonely sometimes, um, and you all need to say hi to her, too. Would you do that for me? And then if, you, um, if you're on um, at the end of worship, um, there's a very special treat that we're offering you, uh, but you've got to hang around to the end to get it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Same thing for folks here. There's a special treat for you all if you hang around to the end also. How's that? So it's not just for the folks online, okay? Um, 
Let us take a deep breath, and, um, and then let us exhale. And as we exhale, let us imagine that all of the distractions in our life are leaving us. And then let us take another deep breath. And let us imagine as we take that deep breath that the Spirit of God is inhabiting us and filling us so that we might experience the presence of God in new and special ways. As we gather this day to uh, refocus our journey on becoming people who live and love like Jesus so that we can make a lasting positive difference in the lives of other people, may we come in expectation of experiencing Christ afresh and anew on this day. And now, I invite you to stand as we sing, Blessed Be the Name. Blessed be your name, found in the desert place, or walk through the wilderness. Blessed be your name. Every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to
please join me in prayer. Holy God, it is Sunday morning and we are here. We've gotten out of bed, we've poured some coffee, we've had breakfast. We've probably already made plans for this afternoon. We've definitely already made plans for a football game later tonight. But right now, Lord, it's Sunday morning and we are here. So awaken our souls, Lord. Awaken our inner selves that we may have an experience with you so that we can truly feel the warmth of your presence this morning, that we can see your love come to life. We can hear whispers of grace. And in a moment, as we come to your table, we can smell the bread, we can taste from the cup so that we may fully experience you with all of ourselves here this morning, Lord. Because it is Sunday morning and we are here. And you are here. We come to you completely and fully that we may experience you in a mighty way. And so as your children, we come to you now as Jesus taught us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
kids around here? Y'all want to follow me up to the front? I know y'all haven't done this for a while. Yes? No? Come on up here. Come on. Come on. All righty. Let's see. Let's, let's hang out down here. Can we do that? Y'all just want to have a seat right there? Face this way, though. I'm going to stand this way so that the folks, you, you know, there are some children um, gathered with us at home, too, right? Um, let's see. Who's online today? Are, uh, I don't, uh, uh, are the Tates online? Are Oliver and Penelope online? Y'all might look and see if you can see Oliver and Penelope. If you look into the camera, can you see them? That's not how it works. Oh, yeah, I, if you stand up, then you can maybe see him. What do you think? Huh. Uh, you, you know, I did sermons for a long time where you all got to see me, and I didn't get to see you. No matter how hard I looked into that camera, I couldn't see you. But I, I, I see kids out there. So I want to invite you all to, uh, to get close to the, um, to, the, to the TV or to the computer screen or, or whatever it is. Um, as we just have this little bit of time to gather as um, this children's moment. And, and you all feel free to answer questions. I know there's a little bit of a delay, uh, but you all feel free to answer questions, and, and we'll see how this works. Maybe Kelsey will relay these to me. We'll see how delayed this is, right? <laughs> if, if we get an answer five minutes from now, that may make it a little bit difficult. But you all feel free to answer questions anyway. And, and I wanted to start out with, does anybody know what Jesus' first followers were called? Do you all know what Jesus' first followers were called? No? No? Nobody? Huh? There you go. Disciples, right? They were called disciples. Um, and, and, and 
can you tell me um, what the disciples did? You probably know more about this, right? What did the disciples do? Come on. Yes. They helped God. There you go. What else did the disciples do? What? Who did they follow? Jesus, right? They followed Jesus around. And, and so what did they do when they followed Jesus around? Yes? They listened to him. That's good. What else did they do? Anything else they did? Did they do the same things Jesus did? What? They prayed. There we go. What else? You don't have to be shy. Anything else? What else did they do? Yes? Are you just saying hi? You need a high five? All right. I bet you they gave Jesus high fives. I bet they, I mean, you know, we, we think, oh, no, Jesus didn't have that. I bet you, I bet you, I bet you after a good miracle, it was like, high five, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, why not? Right? Yeah, I bet they did, too. Um, and, and so, oh, do we have some answers from online folks? Let's see. Oh, the Robinsons are online, too. Hello. Sorry, I missed y'all. You got to get closer to the screen so I can see you. A little bit closer. Oh, there they are. I see them. Do you see them? No. Okay. All right. Maybe it's just me. Uh, maybe I just have a good imagination. I don't know. Uh, but, but I bet you that they celebrated when, um, when, the, when people were healed and when there was good news. I bet they cried with Jesus when, uh, when they lost people, right? When people were hurt. Yes? Maybe they what? Fight for God? Hmm. In, in a way, not in the way we think about fighting with swords and stuff, right? But, but they certainly taught other people about God, right? Yeah, so they also learned to teach. So, so disciple, you see, so disciples of Jesus, they follow Jesus, they, they learned from Jesus. And, and I like to say, you know, I like to say disciples are people who learn to live and love like Jesus, yes? Disciples are people who, who become people who live and love like Jesus. And so, like those first disciples, that's what we are called to do. We are called to be uh, disciples of Jesus, too. We're called to be uh, people who uh, not only know about God, but know God, know Jesus, know the Spirit, and spend some time learning so that we can do the same things Jesus did. Does that sound like a good plan? Yes, sir. They're in heaven. I would hope so, right? I'm pretty sure you're right on that one. And God is in heaven with them? Yeah, that's very good. Wow. And you're three? Wow. What a wise three-year-old we have here. Um, you all are going to have to stick around um, because um, we're going to make him associate pastor with Kobe, okay? <laughs> you got, where'd Kobe go? Where'd you go? You got a new associate pastor right here, Ian, right? Ian, 
Ian is the new associate pastor, okay? All right. Um, I'm going to read some scripture, okay? And, and, and you, um, you, you all may need to help me understand this. Can you do that? Okay, I'm going to read from John chapter 1, beginning in verse 35, okay? It says, the next day John, that's John the Baptist, uh, was standing um, uh, with, with two of his disciples, and when Jesus walked along, he said, look, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples, they heard what he said, and they followed Jesus. And when Jesus turned and he saw them following, he asked, what, what are you looking for? And they said, Rabbi, anybody know what Rabbi means? It means teacher, which means teacher, where are you staying? And Jesus replied, come and see. And so they went and they saw where he was staying and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two disciples who heard what Jesus said and followed him was Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter. And so he went to his brother Simon, and he said to him, We have found the Messiah, and, and he led his brother to Jesus. And then later, we're also told that the next day, Jesus was going up into Galilee, and he found Philip, and Jesus said to him, Follow me. So what was Jesus' invitation to these first disciples? What did he say to them? Yes? Walk around, walk around with me, follow me. That's right. Follow me, yes. And he, he said, come and see also, right? He said, come and see. So this invitation, yes, sir? Took him to his teacher. When Jesus was their teacher, right? You all are pretty good at this. Hmm. Are you all taking notes? No, no, I mean them. You don't have to take notes. You're teaching them, right? Note-taking. We don't do notes, Pastor. Are you kidding? This is not school. Here's another story. Jesus went out beside the lake again, and the whole crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. As he continued along, he saw Levi, Alphaeus' son, sitting at the kiosk for collecting taxes, and Jesus said to him, what do you think he said? Follow me. That's right. Jesus said to him, follow me. And so Levi got up, and he followed Jesus. And Jesus sat down and went to Levi's house. There's, there's other stories where uh, Jesus went and called disciples. You remember the time? Thank you. Hopefully that's not a place I'm going to read later. Um, uh, there are other places where Jesus called disciples, yes. And, and he invited the disciples uh, to come and to learn to be fishers of men from him. You remember that story? And so do you see what's common about all of these stories? Uh, Jesus is inviting people to come and see, to get to know him. Because you see, if we're going to learn to live and love like Jesus, we kind of have to know Jesus first, don't we? Yes? Okay. You all are welcome to stay here, or you can return to your parents. But if you want to stay here, that's fine, okay? I'll do the rest of the message, um, and maybe you all will help me out if you stay here, okay? Uh, but, but you see, uh, it's interesting in this passage uh, because it reminds us that being a disciple of Jesus, being a follower of Jesus, 
begins with a relationship, right? Notice that Jesus didn't say uh, to, to people, here's a list of things you have to believe, right? He didn't say, here's a list of things you have to believe in order to be my follower or my disciple. It starts with relationship. Would, would it not be hard to learn from Jesus if you didn't spend any time with him? Wouldn't that be hard? Uh, and yet, so often, I wonder if we understand that our discipleship uh, begins with relationship. Uh, and just like um, all of our human relationships, uh, we relate to people differently, right? Um, we begin, like if, if someone were to uh, walk in off the street, what would you probably call them? Would you call them a friend? No? Yes? Maybe we adopted them. Well, we, we would hope that we would eventually adopt them. I like that idea. But, but somebody that we don't know, we usually call a stranger, right? It, it's somebody that we don't know. And, and so we have relationships with some people where they are strangers. We don't know anything about them. Uh, we don't know who that... There are people to whom Jesus is a stranger. That's kind of hard for us to believe, I think. We, we tend to think, well, everybody knows who Jesus is, and so we forget that sometimes uh, it, our responsibility is to introduce people to Jesus because we know them better than he does, better than they do. Um, and, and after we've been around people for a while, we learn, we get to know a little bit about them, right? Sometimes we may get to know their names or their faces, or, 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 and we would say they become acquaintances. That's a big word, isn't it? Uh, they become our acquaintances. In other words, we know a little bit about them. We recognize their face when we see it. We might even know their name, um, and, um, but we don't really hang out with them. Um, if we run into them, we might spend some time. We might chat with them. Um, unfortunately... Uh, there's a lot of people in the church for whom Jesus is just an acquaintance. It's just somebody that maybe, maybe we run into Jesus on Sunday morning. Uh, we don't see Jesus Monday through Saturday, but we run into Jesus on Sunday, and we say, hey, Jesus, how you doing? Good to see you. Um, I'm here. Check the box. Uh, but we don't really get to know Jesus. But now sometimes acquaintances, people that we, we see every now and then, we get more curious about them and we want to learn more about them. And so we start to set time aside so we can spend time with them and we can get to know them. And, and then we become friends. We become friends with them because we begin to set aside time so that we can get to know them better so we can spend time. We're more intentional about setting aside time so we can learn more about this person who, has, um, it, who interests us. This person who we think, well, maybe I want to hang out with them a little more. Yes, is that how it works in, 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 in real life with, with folks you know? There are people who are strangers and there are people who are acquaintances. There are people who, you're, who are your friends who you purposely set time aside uh, to spend time with. Now, we ought to at least all be at that level. That's what uh, it means at the very least to be a disciple of Jesus. It means that we are a friend of Jesus, that we take time to set aside and spend time. 
Now, there are some friends that we get to know a little bit better, some friends that become really faithful and good friends, uh, people who, who not only do we want to spend time with, uh, but, but people who uh, influence our lives, they make a difference in our lives, uh, uh, people who enrich our lives just uh, by being with us and by us spending time with them. Uh, these are usually our, our, our good friends that we spend more time with, and, and we really appreciate. They are the people who stick with us through, uh, uh, through good and bad, not just the people who want to hang out with us when life is good. See, sometimes that's how we treat Jesus. We just want to hang out with Jesus when life is good, but when things get difficult, we, we flee or we run away. And then there is one more level of friendship uh, that, that we all ought to be striving for when it comes to life with Jesus. And these are those intimate friends that we have. Uh, some people call them the BFF, their best friends forever. Uh, they are, are, are the folks who, who have the most, their, your relationship with them is one of the most important relationships that you have. Uh, that you, um, you spend lots of time with them. You know them so well that you could almost anticipate what they would do in a given situation. They are folks who uh, continue to shape and influence your life. They are the people that you want to do life with all the time. And so you see, if we're going to be a disciple of Jesus... We really have to begin to ask ourselves, where are we in our relationship with Jesus? Are we on our way to becoming intimate friends with Jesus so that this relationship we have with Jesus is the most important relationship that we have? A relationship uh, that shapes us and forms us, uh, the person whom we want to be with so that we might mimic their values and their dispositions uh, so that we might um, embrace their vision and their mission. But where are we today? I challenge us to ask ourselves where we are in relationship to God this day, to Jesus do we find ourselves um, strangers, uh, people who have almost uh, ignored Jesus? Are we folks who are just simply acquaintances of Jesus that when we run into Jesus, we kind of say, hi, how you doing? And, and then go about our way. Are we friends of Jesus who are setting aside time to get to know Jesus better? Are we good and faithful friends of Jesus and intimate friends who are beginning to realize there is no more important relationship that we have on this earth than our relationship with Jesus? You see, being a disciple of Jesus begins by being with Jesus and spending time with him. And so how do we do that, though? How do we do that since Jesus, any ideas how we do that since Jesus um, isn't um, present in a human body today. Sometimes we think it was easier for the first disciples, right? We, we are told we have the Holy Spirit. Jesus told his first disciples that he would send the Holy Spirit to be with us. And so we have the Spirit 
who speaks deep within us. But it does require us to spend time. And so how, how do we begin to develop our friendship with Jesus? Well, in the long term, it means that we need to begin to cut out things that distract us or the unimportant or the unnecessary things. And we need to begin to add to our lives those things that allow us to spend time with God. And we know what those things are, right? Prayer and scripture reading and silence and solitude. These are all things that we do so that we might spend time with God. And so let me suggest in the short term as we begin uh, to, to refocus and think about what it means to be a follower of Jesus, let me suggest that, that we try some simple steps in the short term. Uh, first, um, it's always important for us to simply take time each and every day, maybe three or four times throughout the day, to just stop and acknowledge God's presence to stop and become aware that God is everywhere we are, that God surrounds us with His love and His promise, and sometimes simply stopping to acknowledge that presence allows us to experience God's in ways that go beyond our understanding. I also invite us Uh, to set aside time in the morning for some silence and some solitude. In this world where uh, we go, go, go all the time, it is important for us to find time in which we can simply listen for the Spirit's voice to speak to us. I invite us to, to, um, to, to take time in the morning, three or four minutes, uh, just to sit and listen. Also, that's a good time for us to to spend a little time in Scripture in the morning. And and I'm not talking about trying to go home or every morning read the Gospel of John. Uh, Maybe we can begin by reading the same passage every morning. And and I always invite folks to, to read John 15, 1 through 15. You know what that, you remember that passage? I am the vine, you are the branches. Um, If you remain in me, I remain in you. It's this image of of reminding us that the way we stay connected to God is the same way that branches are connected to the vine, that we reside in his presence. And, And at the end of that passage, Jesus tells his disciples, they are not his servants, but they are his friends. And so uh, maybe you begin by reading that passage each and every morning this week and just meditating on what that passage means, listening to the spirits uh, speaking to you. And then, of course, uh, the last thing I I, um, urge you to do in the short term is to participate in a community of people. Uh, this opportunity to, uh, to participate in a disciple's path is a wonderful opportunity uh, for us to gather in small groups uh, to uh, pray, to read Scripture, and to take time to hear God speak to us through Scripture and through prayer and through other people. And so I invite you um, to, to uh, just reflect upon where you are with Jesus Um, Pick one of those things as the next step to do over the next week uh, to simply take time to spend with Jesus. Because this I know for a fact. 
You will never learn to live and love with Je- uh, like Jesus unless we spend time with Jesus. Hearing from him, learning from him, allowing the spirit to shape us and form us. And so let us begin with that step this week. Let us begin by being with Jesus. And in fact, one of the ways we celebrate communion with Jesus is at the Lord's table. And so on this day, um, I'm going to invite you, we're going to do communion this week and for the next two weeks, uh, to simply be reminded of God's invitation to be in relationship with us. And I assure you that if you come and you participate in expectation of receiving God's grace, you will experience the presence of God in new and wonderful ways. And so now, as we, uh, as we prepare for communion, I remind you, that this is not a United Methodist table, but it is Christ's table, and it is Christ who invites all of us uh, to join and to participate. I invite you to join with me in the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You promised uh, to, to your followers in the Old Testament, to Abraham and his descendants, you promised that you would walk with them and go with them, that you would make them a people through, through whom all people of the earth are blessed. And in answer to that promise, you came in the person of Jesus. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and we join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. You sent him that we might know you, that we might know your ways, that we might know what it means to live as fully human beings, following you, so that we can learn to do the same things that Jesus did. You sent him so that we might become a people who live and love like Jesus. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church. You delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread. He gave thanks to God. He broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, take, eat. This is my body broken for you.
After the supper, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks to God. He said, drink from this. Um, This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many in remembrance of me. Do this as often as you drink. And so it is. In remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the great mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on those gathered here. Pour out your Holy Spirit on this gift of bread and cup that they may be for us the body and blood of Christ so that we might be for the whole world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood, filled with his love and his spirit so that we indeed might not just talk about living and loving like Jesus, but that we might become people who actually live and love like Jesus. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. And all God's people said, Amen. I'm going to invite those who are helping with communion to come forward. No, I think we got youth. Oh, we have youth. Yeah, we have youth. Okay. Sorry, you're fired. What? We got. No, you're not fired. While Kobe is serving the choir, I'm going to invite those at home who have bread and cup. Um, 
to know um, that uh, despite this distance, um, that I invite you to partake of the bread and the cup so that you may join us in communion this day. And as you, as you receive the bread and the cup, may you be reminded that Christ is with you and that the Spirit is upon you, always and forever shaping you into a person who lives and loves like Jesus. For those who would rather have communion um, uh, brought to them, please let Kelsey know online, and uh, we will be sure to bring communion to you. And now, again, I remind you that this is Christ's table, and it's Christ who invites you to come. You are invited to come and to receive the bread and cup. Come in expectation that as you receive, as you take the bread, as you drink the cup, that the Spirit of God in some new and mysterious way enters in and communes with your spirit so that you might know the presence of Christ and you might continue to be formed and shaped into his way. For this mystery in which you share yourself with us. Indeed, grant that as we have received of the cup and the bread, that we might receive of your presence, that we might be ever aware of your spirit that enables us to be a people who live and love like Jesus and make a lasting positive difference in the lives of people in our community and throughout the world. In Christ's name, amen.
children and their children and their children. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you I'm going to invite the youth and the children to come forward. Come on, youth, you can come forward too. Come on. Last week, as I was leaving on the sending song, there were three youth standing back here doing something. I don't know what they were doing. So you all get to help also. Let's stand over here, and you all are going <laughs> to... I told you. Didn't I warn you? You thought I was joking. You need to talk to your dad. Um, they're going to lead us in our sending song. So I invite you all to stand and um, let us sing this with all the gusto that um, Cameron United Methodist Church and let it come from the depths of our heart as we seek to go into our community this week to connect with God so that we might be a people who demonstrate God's love to our community and the world. Go in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. 